whatever you go through, if you can find the hiding place of his presence, you'll tap into the answer of your go through. He's calling you to be dependent on him. He's calling you to be, which means his presence is, is more important than a conversation. His presence is more important than what you see. You, you cannot be and do without him. In him we move. In him we have our being. It's in him. Learn, church, church, listen to me, church. Learn to tell everything else to hold on. Life will make you rush. Life will make you rush. Be careful what you judge. You don't know the schedules of everybody. Life will make you rush. But I've learned with God, there's only a few things that's needful. <laughs> uh, Martha, there are only a few. I, I know they're making you rush, but there are only a few. Th I know you got a schedule, but there's only a few things. And if you, I, I need you to slow down. Because your speed is not by might and it's not by power, but your speed is going to be by the Spirit. I'm going to say that one more time. Your speed is not by might and it's not by power. I've learned to not let my might be the speed. I've learned to not look at my power to be the speed. But I've learned to wait on the Spirit. Don't make them make you rush. Church, make him first. I don't have, you don't have time not to. The meeting won't go well unless you make it. The conversation won't go well. See, it, it, it's, it's vital that you make him first. Learn to make everything else wait. No, you wait till I'm done praying. You wait. Till I'm done with my father. Don't interrupt me. Tell somebody, don't interrupt this. I, I, I don't, don't interrupt. I, I'm, I'm on a date. I'm, 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 I'm in a marriage that I, I'm. Don't interrupt us right now. This is intimate time. I, I don't need interruptions. The issue is we've made interruptions more prone and more priority than. It, it's a problem in marriage if you don't have time. <laughs> it's interesting because usually in divorces they say they never knew me how after 15 years you didn't know them because the time wasn't the priority you don't know me after 10 years listen Nothing is more important than what he's doing in you. Listen, you, you don't, I, I, watch this. You don't even come to church without the priority. Know why you're here. 
Now, when people are new, that's fine. But, but, but you who've been, know why you're here. Because when you pinpoint why, what God is saying, everything else is secondary. I don't care if it's just me and Pastor. I know I'm here. You got to make him priority. The spirit life requires him being priority, him first. The spirit life. How many of you know as a Christian you're called to the spirit life? The issue with the church is we've made a religion what's supposed to be spiritual, religious. I'm going to say it one more time. We've made what's supposed to be spiritual more of a obligationary religious thing. And until we understand that God is calling us to a spirit life, which means the presence of God is a normality of your life. That thought process is normal, which means the supernatural logic of the spirit life is normal. Which in the carnal normal, you laugh at that. Because it's carnal normal. The devil does, does the same thing every time. How many of you know the devil don't change too much? He'll change outfits. But the arguments don't always change too much. So when God is wanting us to learn, hey, I have a different logic, I have a different mind that I'm calling you to live by the love in the spirit. And in that love, you're going to learn to have a transformed mind to speak like me, see like me, move like me, and be in peace like me. I say be in peace like me. I called them to believe so they can enter my rest. So they can enter my rest. But many hearing not mixed with faith did not enter the rest. As you hear, you say, mix it with faith. What is faith working through love? Mix it with faith so you can enter the rest. Why do I make God priority first? Because I can't move. I don't like to think if I'm not at rest. I don't like to if I'm not at, because if I'm rushed, I'm going to be manipulated in my thinking. Y'all all right with this? See, many of us don't realize that the devil loves to make you rush. That's why sometimes your need is a dangerous thing. Because in need, you're not thinking. You're not thinking by the Spirit. You're not looking at the income and the outcome of what God is trying to do. That's why David would say, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He's saying something here. Be careful of what your want desires. Because of all things is in Christ and I have a portion in, of faith. Faith give me the liberation, the grace to access what he's given me in that realm. Stay with me. So if I have access already, what am I looking for? 
So he loved once. You're in need. Ah, I have many shiny objects. And I don't mind if you make it in those shiny objects long as you don't learn the architecture to saving your soul and theirs. Long as you don't mature. Long as you don't ma mature. What's at the brinks of your priority in Christ is your maturity. What's at the brinks of my... See, you keep thinking about it's just to bring you back more in deeper heaven. Your prayer life has... Listen, once you're saved, that's... Listen, you, you, you got him. Now, he's giving you liberties and license and, and understandings for earth. You say, don't let them leave. I fly away. No, you're not flying today. Everybody want to fly away. It'll be all over when he comes. No, it's all over now. He already came. All right, see, that's a different perspective. We got the church that waiting for him to come that we all get out of trial and all get out of trouble. But I heard the kingdom is already at hand. He said the kingdom is within you. I'm living in heaven, baby. I got the spirit of God. I don't have to fly. I'm already flown. When he comes, it's just like another day. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth. Who brought the kingdom? You're not waiting to fly away. I love the old spirituals, but it's not for the day. Because what you're waiting for, he's waiting for you to arise in what he gave you. We use the Old Testament life and misinterpret the New Testament Christ. God is awaking us. You are the answer. Tell somebody, I am the answer. Come on, say, I am the answer. With the time we have left, I want you to listen intently. I'm going to bring you something that I believe that will help us understand that we are the answer this morning. Can you say amen? Matthew 10, 34. I'm going to, if I were to put a subject on this, I would call this divine altercation. Divine Altercation, divine altercation. Let the witness speak. Matthew 10, 34. Do not think that I came to bring peace on earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. I'm going to read that one more time, and I want you to hear me. Do not think. Say that with me. Stop right there. Do not think. <laughs> I thought God is a peaceful God. He is. I thought God is a loving God. He is. Do not think that I came to bring peace on earth. 
I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I have come to set man against his father and daughter against his mother. I, don't get uncomfortable. It's okay. I'm going to help you. And daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And man enemies will be those of his own household. He who loves father and mother more than me is not worthy of me. And who who loves his son and daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And he does not take his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. He who finds his life will lose it. He who finds his life. Are you looking for your life? What did you sign up last to look for your life? He who finds his life will lose it. And he who loses his life for my sake will find it. Father, we thank you for this day. And we thank you for speaking on in Jesus' name. Amen. Do not think that I came to bring peace on earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. He who finds his life will lose it, and he who loses his life, will, for my sake, will find it. I want you to understand that God may be the one that troubles the water in our life. So we're going to start hot because we ain't got a lot of time. Y'all ready to get to work? Oh, you got enough Thanksgiving turkey. Hallelujah. Somebody say, I got turkey. More than that, Pastor, I got a gumbo, I got potato salad, macaroni and cheese. Hallelujah. You can drop that off to my house after if you need to. What if God is the one that troubles the water? I, 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 <laughs> I want you to understand that sometimes, or we have gotten to this place in the church that we have not identified or discerned the enemies of the cross yet. We have not discerned the enemies of the cross, and in not discerning the enemies of the cross, we don't realize that the terms matter to the word that we speak and we say. How we interpret the gospel matters. How, say that with me. How I interpret the gospel matters. It matters because it matters how I think about God. It matters how I think about peace and safety. It matters how I think about the issues that come in my life. It matters how I see God. And because we have not interpreted the enemies of the cross, what is the enemy of the cross? Anything that stops a man from submitting to God in the way he called them to be. That we've allowed grace to be the patchwork for where we have not submitted. You patch everything up. Well, today, nothing is wrong. We tell people they live a lifestyle of the wrong thing. And it's not that we shame the wrong thing. We just lead them to the right thing. We don't condone what the wrong thing, though. But today, you don't hear that. You actually tell people, no, you're all right. God just loves you. He still loves you. No, not he loves you, but not in that. It's, it's not a beat down. It's not, I'm not giving you the old uh, um, brimstone. No, he just, you got to change your mind, change your way. It's actually pretty simple. He says, choose life or choose death. And he gave you the lines of death. He gave you the lines of life. And based on your outcome, she'll show you what you chose. Don't look at me wrong. That's your Bible. So he made it pretty simple. He said, I've already set before you. It's already set. It's a, somebody say it's already set. 
I've set before you life and death. Choose this way. So when people choose what they want and we patch grace on top of it, we're already giving a diluted gospel. Because that didn't tell me I had to change. It just told me God loved me. It's, it's, it's a mixed signal. It not, it's not that God doesn't love them. It doesn't, it's not that God doesn't love us. But he wants to save us. And we've sent so many mixed signals today that people do what they want to do. We, we, we choose how we want to choose. We handle the church to, like it's no effect. So there needs to be balance in our approach to the gospel. But for there to be balance, we have to be principled in understanding. Because if you're not principled in understanding, you'll take a line and go too far with it. And that's the, that's the problem. We feel that people are too hard, so we go too loose. And then we feel too loose, we go too hard. We don't have no balance. If you're tired of religion, you go overload on the grace. You're tired of the grace, you go overload on the hell in high water. And you don't understand the balance. It's not either or, it's that and. And you learn to put it together and understand the kingdom of God. So a lot of the things that God is trying to help us to understand is we, we, we got to have balance by his spirit and understanding. Because if we don't understand, we're going to keep selling people a gospel that's not the gospel. Well, we feel like it, it, God doesn't necessarily just change us. We just say yes to him and we can live what we want to do, say what we want to say, do it the way we want to do it. But we still go on with everybody else. Because we believe. But he said even the devils believe. So I want you to learn to go beyond just believing. I want you to learn to come into the love of faith. Somebody say come into the love of faith. Yeah, faith, faith is, works by love. So, so come into the love of faith. Can you say amen? Do not think I came to bring peace. I don't know about you. That troubled me. When I first read it a couple of years ago. You're like, that just troubled you? No, a couple of years ago. How many of y'all, all right, we're not going to be honest, but as I start reading, I summon y'all, y'all facing, you sent me against my mother? My mother-in-law? Oh, that's why she don't like me. My father, my daddy, you sent me against them? My kids too? Oh, that's the problem. I thought the devil did that. What if God is the trouble of water? <laughs> oh, don't leave just yet. Don't leave just yet. I'm going to break it down. I'm going to break it down. I'm going to break it down. Divine altercation. Divine altercation. Believers, listen to me, my students. I need you to listen very carefully. With the last 15 minutes, I'm going to try to go as fast as I can, but I want you to have an ear open because I'm going to teach you how to communicate and even save your family if you desire to. Because if you don't understand divine altercation, you will never understand how to engage properly and have the judgment in that engagement to rightly divide the conversation. Can you say amen? See, the danger of theological incompetence, theological incompetence, the danger of that is, we, once again, we, we hear things and we believe things without studying things. Study to show yourself approved. If you don't understand something, look at the outcome of it. 
Whatever you look at the outcome, you'll see the income of it. When you look at the outcome of something, you've got to identify the income of that thing. If something is trying to pay with a blank check, you get chaos. <laughs> Better bring my money. So you have to look at the outcome. It's enough the church talking where they can't walk. Trying to save that which we can't catch. You got to understand God has a way to do things. And in his way, it depends on what you're looking at and who you're dealing with to determine the way. That's why learning uh, uh, processes is good, but it's not always good if you're not learning discernment by the Spirit. Because even in your leadership classes, if you don't have discernment, it'll still mess you up. Because it's not one way. It's God in different ways depending on who you're dealing with. you got to have discernment beyond what people say. So that's why people mess up when they think they're going to grow in these type of churches, the church of God, by, by the letter. I don't care how many scriptures you can quote. That's good. I want to know how much you can live. And your living will prove it by the Spirit. See, the problem is we've been promoted by how many scriptures we can quote. I can do, I did that in college. I was a good memorizer. And if I'm honest, your paper better not be too close to me. That was years ago. Glory to God. When it's by the spirit, there is a spiritual element and frequency that God helps a person to read. Spirit life is different from natural life. I'm not so interested in what you know rather than what you can live, what is coming out of you, what is expressing, what is in your language. That proves that you're understanding the life of the spirit. Can you say amen? We got to move here. Now, I, I, I want you to understand. Somebody say altercation. How many of you say, I don't like altercation? I'm not. I don't really like altercation. How many don't like altercation? I, I don't like it. You don't like fighting. You don't like arguing with people. Some of y'all raising your hand. Y'all lying. You always got to start something. You know you started it. Mm, we're going to go to the altar. You, you, are, mm, you don't like it? Why you keep saying what you... See, yeah, yeah. Somebody say altercation. I don't like altercation, but, 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 but God sometimes has need for it. I did not come to bring peace. Uh, 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 uh. I came to disrupt anything that's not like me. It can do what it wants to do as long as it don't touch what's mine. <laughs> oh, can y'all say amen? Oh, glory. The issue with understanding these things is we are not interested in learning these proper pathways of Christ. How many of you know these pathways is what gives us life? See, your influence is what Christ, the Christ in you, the hope of glory. Your influence, your income, your calling is the Christ in you. Somebody says the Christ in me. 
It's not the Christ on side of you or outside of you, which means you're not waiting on Christ to bring you anything. You're waiting on the Christ in you, the hope of glory to be established through the glory. That's a different conversation. That means that I'm looking purposely for my next authentication within me. I'm not looking for another exciting message. I'm looking for something that can give me the life in this principle to bring me over in this line. That's why some of your ears are changing. Oh, you ain't going to be here too long and your ear not changing. You used to shout and rowdy and, rowdy and all that stuff. You've learned to calm down and think. You've learned to calm down just a little bit and start thinking. Didn't I shout over this for the last two months? And there's nothing wrong with that. But when am I going to get the principles to overcome this? You're learning to have a different ear to realizing something. Wait, if I understand the pattern about this, <laughs> the devil can't manipulate me here. This is why you never go anywhere that don't have the pattern to your productive, your productivity spiritually. I'm going to say that again. Never, God did not design the church that, to, to you to just go and seat warmers. How many of y'all know that? Amen. You're not there to be seat warmers and holly. Amen. But I didn't come here just to be a seat warmer and, and say thank you, Jesus, and go home and do the same thing. I came to, to have principles to mature for the working of the saints, for the work of my ministry in my business, the ministry in my workplace, the ministry at my job. The, my ministry is out there. Tell somebody, I got a ministry. I got a ministry, and I need tools for that ministry. I got a ministry, and I need tools. No, you got a ministry. Yeah, every day you wake up. See, we so event-based, we can't wait for the the next. What y'all got, Pastor? What's the next outreach? When you walk past 10 people every single day and you're waiting for an event that you cannot become. The problem with the church is we made you to be event-based. So that's why you have sporadic sporadic Christianity is because we're event-based. How many people you work around? Are they huddling up around you yet? Oh, but you're growing because you keep going to the events. No, the events are good. Uh, don't, don't, don't get offended. Yeah, the events are good. But God is saying it, it shows that the perspective is off. Because the perspective, if they understood that this is in them, they can stop waiting for me to save people. I'm going to say that one more time. They can stop waiting for me to save people. Ah, see, now we're going to deal with your prayer life. God saved them. God delivered. Uh-oh, I know it's going to get quiet. God delivered them. God set them free. God, oh, this is a good day. God, do it, 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 do it. God, do it. Oh, we put a dance on it sometimes. Because we got so familiar with God doing it. 
And God is looking and saying, what in the world did I die for? He said the harvest is plentiful, but that's not your problem. It's my laborers that are few until the laborers wake up and realize the harvest already ready and reap for them. They need to arise. Stop calling me for what you're called to do. Oh, we're behind. We're behind. We're still praying for that child. No, don't pray for the child. Become the God in front of the child. You're waiting on a worker. Tell somebody I'm praying actually for a worker. I'm waiting on the worker. I'm waiting on the worker. He said, pray the Lord of the harvest to send more workers. If that was the case, why don't God just come fix everything? I'll sit down. If it works like that, I think I got a good prayer life. I'll just keep telling him to do it all. I'll be on vacation. God, save them. Hallelujah. God, if it was just that, go deliver them. Oh, glory. This water is good. Oh, that's an easy job. It leaks me from responsibility. It, it removes me from the, the, the operation and the obligation of what Christ called me to be. But when I look at the trouble and now I'm looking at what you call in me to wake up to, now you change the story on me. You're, you're flipping it on me. There is nowhere in the Bible God said he personally is coming to do anything like that. He said, the harvest is... Okay, let's go to the scripture real quick. I know we ain't got a lot of time. Jesus. Uh, Luke 10, 1. Luke 10, 1. After these things, the Lord appointed seven other also. Seventy. Jesus, he appointed 70 others also. Sent them two by two. Come on. Uh, before his face into every city and place where himself was about to go. Then he said to them, the harvest is truly great. But the laborers. I'm like, Jesus, you're sending 70. And you're still talking about laborers? But the laborers are. Therefore, pray. All right, dig on your prayer life. I'm going to help your prayer life. Because, see, if you pray the other way, it's easy to not understand the spirit life. Because you remove yourself out of responsibility of the, of the burden of God. That's why many believers are not in the burden of God, because you don't have a burden outside of your burden. Outside of your yoke, your bills, your trauma, your tra that, those are common carnalities. But if you don't know, this is why I say the enemies of the cross done taught you that just keep it in your own life. Pray for you pray, and, and you just wait on God. No, it don't work like that. Y'all are right with this. Yeah. I mean, come on, read your scripture. Pray. This is what you're praying for. The Lord of the. He is the Lord of the harvest. Now, remember that. You are not the Lord of the harvest. Wait, wait, wait. Before we go down this road, though. You got to understand something. You are not the Lord of the harvest. So your event of where you think harvest is, you're still going to need the spirit to interpret it. See, today Christians think they're the Lord of the harvest. So they create what they want to create to get the harvest. 
<laughs> I, I build my church how I want to build it and do it how I want to do it. Because I... Ah, God has a way. Just because it's swollen don't mean it's not infected. Pray to the Lord of the... Okay, who's the Lord of the harvest? Jesus. He is. So this is how we pray. We pray to the Lord of harvest to send out more laborers into his... So we didn't need nobody just to pray to send God down. Come on, somebody read your Bible. He said, get the laborers. We need people who can commit and submit to the process of maturity, the, the, the maturation to maturity, so they can know how to stand like me. That's why I called them the body of Christ. What did y'all think that meant? How are you called the body and you're saying, I don't know what I am? You're asking God to walk and you the leg, Jesus. He said, you are the, I'm the body of Christ. What you hiding from the world? What, how does that work? You're supposed to be walking and showing yourself. We are the body. He's the head. But we follow the head. We walk where the head is. But when your head is ahead of his head, we have problems. Tell somebody maturity. Somebody say, I don't know why I came to this church this morning. Jesus, I was going to be good with my prayer life. I was just going to keep asking God to make a way and make a way. No, 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 no. I, 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 I know it's easy to do that. I know it's easy to do that. But, but, but God wants a personal relationship to help you understand what you really have. He's trying to show you your a true ability. Yes. Your true, you, you being a true child, know what is really in you. Yes. Can you say amen? amen? Tell somebody the Lord of the harvest, the Lord of the harvest. Oh, Jesus, four minutes. See, all that shouting y'all did, I know. <laughs> this is why we got to be careful with cultural traditions and religious ideals. Cultural traditions and religious ideals, cultural traditions, church family, uh, uh, where we come from, all those things that we do, making the word of God to no effect. So we haven't studied them out, but mama said and daddy said and my church said, did you study to show yourself approved? If it didn't fit where the spirit of God, how many know you got the spirit in you? Okay, you don't have to know everything to discern that something is wrong with this. And if there's something wrong, you're supposed to be in a trusted enough church to ask somebody that won't tell you don't question God. It's demonic in nature. Why would you tell me not to question? I, I, I'm here to grow. How else do you grow if you don't have questions? No, that's called witchcraft if you're following, you're not questioning. I said it's witchcraft if you're, not, you're following and they don't allow questions, just follow. There are points that you walk with a leader, and because you don't understand, it could be timing. But if somebody is hardcore, don't ask questions, don't question God, and all that craziness, that's not, that's not maturity. They're hiding behind something. They've made your money their career. They need the control.
We're not here. You, you belong. Tell somebody, I belong to God first. I belong. Don't get it twisted. I belong to God first. It's not justification for rebellion, but you got to know that you belong to God first, it, it, which means the man of God will never handle you like the man of God will always handle you like God would handle you. If God won't violate you, he shouldn't be violating you. See, men of God who really love God are actually afraid to do something wrong to you. I'm scared to say the wrong thing. Unless you're in vile rebellion, that's different. Now we're going to say the word, but if you're against the word, that's different. That don't mean we agree with what you, you we, we're going to bring the word. But we're not going to abuse you with the word. Does that make sense? Everybody see the line there? So I want you to understand that this is why God is calling us to maturity so that we can understand and teach others. He said, I've given you the five for the, 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 for the matriculation to maturity for the saints, for the work of the ministry, to the edifying of the body of Christ. Tell somebody I need to be edified. Hallelujah. Let's get into this. Jesus, I got one minute in talking about getting into this. Oh, let's skip down, Lord Jesus. Somebody said language construction. There is no language that we speak. Now, we're talking about saving people. We're talking about saving souls, saving our family. The issue is, is where we're compromised. You cannot hear where you don't have language construction. Today, we live in a society that many people who claim Christian have a defiled theology. And it could be detrimental to their salvation. But the average Christian have an ear to hear what really is being said. Because we have dangerous theology. And this is why God is calling us to learn and interpret. Because if you're walking in a circle that you think everybody the same, you're going to have a problem. Because what if one of the believers had a dangerous theology that maybe God wanted to bring an altercation to save them. But because y'all spoke all the same language, nobody can really read what's really going on here. Can you say amen? First Corinthians uh, 14, 11, read this. Therefore, if I do not know the meaning of a language, I shall be a foreigner to him who speaks. If I don't know the meaning of the language, I shall be a what? To him who speaks, Jesus. And he who speaks will be a foreigner to me. Go to 1 Corinthians 14.10. There are, it may be, so many kind of languages in the world. (laughs) And none of them is without. You keep thinking people don't speak on purpose. But something is rooted in what they're saying. You handle it lightly. They say more than what you're hearing. This this is where sometimes our agreement to what we wanted the outcome to be can be dangerous of not understanding the origins and the intent. You really will for that to be a certain thing. But you didn't know what you're agreeing with to get it done. 
Because the origin of that thing that's trying to agree knows something that you don't know. They're playing chess while you're playing checkers. I've met people all the time, and I can see Christians are lost. They play chess with Christians, and we still playing checkers. And even if not, they're not necessary, some do it on purpose, some don't. But the thing that's in them doing it. Because it's trying to prove that they're not what they say they are. The devil always trying to prove to you that you're not what you say you are. So he allows altercation. See, he creates altercation when you're weak. <laughs> he wants altercation when you are weak. He, he knows you don't know what you say you know you know. And when you don't know what you say you know you know, he creates altercation to prove that you don't know what you know. And you walk off mad like, why you got to mess with me? Check mark, see? Another Christian. Oh, this one, this one? All right. What do you really believe? Why you do like that? But you know, I heard. But it's interesting because to the one that they know that they can't dance with, they're actually running from because they know they're trying to create altercation. Y'all are going to hear me. Because when you know yourself, you're coming against the kingdom of God. The kingdom suffer violent, but the violent will take them by force. So when they come, somebody say maturity, maturity, maturity. This is why in every area that you don't know Christ, you need to learn him quickly. Because the adversary is going to try to use the weak point to bend you, to shape you. This is the danger of getting in relationships or friends. The Bible tells you, do not befriend no one. He said, I'm not even talking about the world, for the world is already judged. But the church, I'm talking about the ones in the church. If they're, uh, if they're blaspheming this, this, that, 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 don't even hang out with them. Why? Because they're going to influence you more than you influencing them. Be careful talking about you going to save somebody in the bar if you still got a liquor issue. saying that you don't desire to save them. Sometimes when we try to save, turn around and bite us. You try to save the snake, but it made room for you. You slept with it too long. It created space for you. Oh, you didn't know anaconda can make space for you? It'll wait all the way to created space. And then one day you wake up, you're eating. You didn't realize it. You got to realize snakes are snakes. But if you're not shrewd as a serpent and harmless as a dove, you don't know how to deal with them. I send you sheep amongst wolves. You got to know and you know that you know that this is on purpose. Somebody say it's on purpose. You're not on gender, on mistake. You're on purpose with things. When I talk to people, I'm on purpose. But Christians need maturity. Because you are not waiting on God. You're waiting on your maturity. Can you say amen? 
oh, Jesus, I, I'm battling in my mind because I want to give you more, but Jesus. Oh, Y'all are right here? I want you to understand that the compromising agreements, compromising agreements. Somebody say compromising agreements. I got to get to the end, but I, 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 I want to give you a couple of keys here. Number one, you got to understand compromising agreements. There are many things, especially in today, that sound good. It sounds like a, 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 a win. How many of you ever heard, had a job and it told you how much, before it told you the terms and the conditions, it told you how much money it was? It told you the location? It seemed like everything worked out good. You're like, man, hey, God is good. You already placed God and you didn't even ask God, nothing. Number one, that's already a problem. Because that means that you associate blessing in God with stuff. So it already shows embryonic understanding. If that's what you think is, is a blessing always of God, the Bible said the devil give good gifts to his children. Church, don't ever think because people are getting stuff, that means that uh, that's... A blessing from God. A promotion of God. Didn't the devil tell Jesus, I'll give you all of this? Oh, y'all thought he was playing. No, he was not playing. Adam, the Adamic nature, Adam gave him that authority. So he was able to do that because of what Adam did. So Jesus didn't, couldn't say no, that's not yours. It was his. That's why he said, no, I'm just not going to bow to you. But once I go on that cross, I took back the authority of all things. So he still get his will through the manipulation of people. Are y'all catching me? Not, that don't God want to how many but 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 see balance this don't don't go see that religious spirit tried to come that's why I don't need nothing no that's not what he's saying I know I gotta always address I gotta say something and then I gotta address it again because you know we got so much stuff out here just wrong that doesn't mean he called you to be broke it's not justification like that I don't need nothing now you know I don't like that that's not what he's saying all things are supposed to come to you. He came to redeem all things back to himself. Where is he? He's in you. Which means he got to come back to you. But through him, through his glory. Can you say amen? One of the dangers of lacking maturity in these arenas is our agreements. And many times when you're in agreement with things that you don't understand, you don't understand the bit manipulation that comes through it and with it. And when you're ready to go give your salvation story, they're not hearing or listening. Because you didn't know that your agreement bypassed their hearing. So in them can point back to your agreement, which you didn't understand what they were really doing. Okay, we're getting somewhere. Glory to God. This is why we got to practice on our judgment. I, I wish I had time, but I got to get moving. I, I want you to go to, to real, real quick, real quick. 
1 Corinthians 6, 1 Corinthians 6, 2 through 7. See, the, the, the issue that we're having is we keep thinking that we're giving a testimony and that testimony is not a judgment. How many of y'all heard people say, don't say yourself, just how many purposes they say, we don't judge? I ain't hear a bunch of amens. That means I'm, I, I, I said that. I said that many times, Pastor. <laughs> I'm gonna just laugh it all, Pastor. <laughs> well, you know we don't judge. You know the church don't judge. We don't judge nobody. That is a lie from hell. You you judge all things. Those who are spiritual judge all things. It's the type of judgment that you're trying to say. It's the type. Oh, no, you, you have to judge because if you don't judge, they're judging you. Yeah. It's interesting how we think everybody's just in the middle. Nobody's in the middle, babies. The one is your friend. They're still not in the middle. They sound like, you know, they're a good person. They're trying to, no, they're still not in the middle. Anything that's not spiritual is still governed by something, whether you like it or not. If it's not in agreement with God, it's governed by something else. You know, they just good. You know, they just trying to. You know, it, it's not saying that they're in vow contempt to do something wrong. But the Bible says the carnal mind is enmity against God. So if it's not by the spirit, it's carnal and it's against God. So even though it looked lukewarm, it's against God. The carnal mind is enmity against God. It cannot please God. This is why. It's not subjected to the, this is what the scriptures say. It's not subjected to the law of God, which means it doesn't have the conviction associated with the God. So even though it's saying good things, there's no conviction behind those good things to say, well, I believe that there's, no, there's nothing to point to. So by default, it's an open canon. It can go with anything. Long as the zeal is right. And you're agreeing with it. Yeah, you know, they just, you know, yeah, uh-huh. No, God is saying, hey, if they go back in their sin and you didn't tell them the right thing, their blood is going to be on your hand. Not you. I'm... Because you want to masquerade you a Christian and you're a Christian, but you're hiding behind what I really am. That's why be careful with your yes around everybody. I don't tell everybody yes. I don't, I, don't, I don't bless everybody into things. I don't call everything an opportunity. I, I don't do that. I, you can do it. I don't do it. I've been too many places where people even have their own parties. And I walk straight to them in a private room. And I say, you're not doing what God called you to do. And they break down crying in their big party. Because while everybody is clapping them on to hell, they don't know that God has a thing for their life. That's called judgment of God. So you sense the heart of God. You sense the will of God. You, you, you're, not, you're not here to just play happy games. You're thinking what God would think. You think God thoughts. God will and intent come in there. He, it comes in the room. And a person knows that you know. Oh, oh, no, I thought I was came in the party, but wait, 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 there is something here. 
you're really not doing what God called you to do. And you know it. Where's the compromise? So God sends you on judicial assignments. Somebody say judicial assignments. Oh, I don't, we, we, <laughs> somebody say kingdom language. You're not just a Christian. No, you go on judicial assignments. Saints, see, some of y'all got offended just me telling that story. Well, how you going to tell her? She in the wrong place. They celebrating her. Because you're not for the kingdom. You're still for what you think is good. You're still thinking you, you know what's good. That's the problem. All right. See, Joanna, you know, I'm from Louisiana. I like to fight. Lord Jesus. Why do our mind think like that? Because you're thinking that if she do that, that's good for her. Who told you that was good for her? Who told you that? See, we're compromised based on the clap. The pastor, you didn't see the location. Hey, glory. Do you have a judicial governance in you? A million dollar marriage never kept nobody married. Do you understand the judiciary of what the kingdom of God is calling you to? Can you say amen? amen? What did I tell you to go? 1 Corinthians 6, 2. Do you not know that the saints will judge? Read that with me. Judge the who? He's saying, why you don't know that? Let's keep reading. And if the world will be judged by you, are you unworthy to judge the small? He's talking to the church. You don't have nobody to judge even the smallest matters. <laughs> do, not, do you not know that we shall judge angels and how much more things pertaining to this life? If then we, you have judgment concerning things pertaining to this life, do you appoint those who are the least esteemed by the church to judge? Are you appointing people who can't, don't have spiritual judgment in the church, but they pass the class because they know scripture? Oh, y'all getting it now. Yeah, you got to have judicial, spiritual acclamation and understanding to judge these things principally. So what, is, what are we looking for? Can you, what is your judgment? How does it look? Does it look like God? Or does it look like your experience? But well, you, I know, I know this one, Pat. I got this one. Y'all remember I did that test with my church. I acted like a counselor. We did a we did a case study. And I said, "What would y'all do in this?" <laughs> Everybody was bucked up. Oh, I know this one, Pastor. I got this one. I'll tell him this, and I'll tell him that. And I said, "What is that? I, 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 what scripture is that?" Because we don't understand <laughs> where we start to undermine God's, pre, uh, 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 God's principles, precepts, which is the answer of all. Can you say amen? I've got to move. Somebody say, I, I do judge. 
tell you what, for the same time, the Bible says those who, those who are spiritual judge all things. This is 1 Corinthians 2, 14, 15. Those who are spiritual judge how many things? All things. All things. How many things? All. all things. Go ahead and go there. 1 Corinthians 2, 15. Yet he himself is judged by no man, verse 16, for who hath known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him, but we have the mind of Christ. Why can we judge the way we judge? Because we have the mind of Christ. Why do you judge? Because you have the mind of Christ. Okay, so when you have the mind of Christ, you are, you are reprimanded to judge. Spiritually. So, do you understand the judgment that you're judging from? And do you understand the lines of the judgment that the person needs? There are types of judgment that people need. I said there are types. Can we go through the types? I know we're out of time. Ah, Y'all growing here? There are types, and if you don't understand the types, sometimes we spend time with people too long, or we're not spending enough time with somebody that God called you to spend. Because you don't know the types of judgment. Judgments in the spirit realm don't look nothing like the natural realm. You'll be confused if you see a spiritual man doing judgments. Because one day he'll say yes to this, and it'll look like the same thing as that, and it's not the same thing according to who he's talking to. For example, I will tell somebody, I, I was laughing, I was teaching someone. I said, I'll tell this couple to get married, and they're not even serving God right. But I will tell one who knows they're supposed to be serving God and one who's a hellion, and I'll say, y'all not ready. Yeah. I say, well, they're not even serving God. Why would you tell them no and tell them yes? Some of y'all confused already. Because the Bible says, at least, if they ain't going to serve God, at least save them for what they can be saved. Yeah. <laughs> I think this is too much. I'm going to back up out of here. Well, I opened it. Let me close it. But to them, I'm going to save one because they might be called to something greater of what God put it in. One settled in their life. That's fine. God might just can save them based on the basis of where they are. But if they're living together in open Understanding. Right. No, just close that. Right. Give them the principle prayerfully if they're going to hold it. Right. But they're not committed. Right. So I'll say yes to that. But no to this one. Ju somebody say judgment. If you don't have divine judgment, you're using patents that don't apply to everything. And this is where people hurt people in the church because they try to apply a judgment to where it didn't apply. They heard your story and used somebody, the last two couples story, to put it on your story, and it wasn't the same. So you heard something from an old marriage, and that wasn't yours. You heard something from an old hurt person, and that wasn't your situation. Because they thought they can reach and grab a, a, something that they said that was good for them, that's good for you. It's not the same. Somebody say divine judgment. That comes by the Spirit. In divine judgment, you have to be sensitive to the spirit because God will give you the principles associated with the judgment for this one. Yes. You authenticate life or death right here. Yes. I say you authenticate life or death. 
The, the issue is, we, I, I, I'm not going to talk about this. We even know the life part. We don't even understand the death part. <laughs> uh, that, that's why I always say you don't have to get mad at people if you're doing what God told you to do. You actually pray for them because they're in danger. All right, let's go into this. How many of y'all learning something? So, so I want you to understand, you discern in judgment the hearing process. I'm actually giving this as an additive. I pray that about one or two people grab this. Somebody said the hearing process. Number one, if somebody's in blatant rebellion, somebody say blatant rebellion. Okay, I'm going to give you three different lines. Blatant rebellion is different, okay? When you're dealing with somebody in blatant rebellion, whether there's a family member, a person, a place, a thing, when somebody's in blatant rebellion, blatant rebellion means they don't want to say yes. They, they, they've been over this over and over and over. You're not getting over. And blatant rebellion has a judgment that's different from the other rebellions. Okay? Blatant rebellion... It's not subjected to the law of God, nor are they listening to me at the moment. So sometimes people in blatant rebellion has to listen. God has to do a little bit more to them to get them to turn. However, you with blatant rebellion, if there, this is the key. If they're not in infecting anyone, you can leave them alone. They can stay where they are. You can be in your party where you are. But if God gives a judgment that they're actually, in, they're, they're birthing seeds and they're hurting certain things based on their zeal in their defilement, watch this. God authorizes an altercation. And the danger of this altercation is if believers are around, they're going, to look, they're going to look at it as it's wrong how the believer is doing it. But they don't understand the situation. Because when somebody's in blatant rebellion, there is going to be altercation, but this person is licensed to deal with this. The reason why it's altercation because you got a trespass. <laughs> You have license to. See, when you're trespassing, you're not wanted. All right, let's talk about trespassing. The police have a warrant. They have a warrant to trespass. Whether you like it or. The fire department, if there is a fire, they can. See, see they're not liable to come in your house at all. But what licenses them is if there is a fire. When there's an emergency, the laws change. I, I, I'm, I think some people are going with me. So you can sit in Egumbo. You can sit. You can be around me at my desk. But as soon as you start talking that mess around them, you're going to be careful. Because I might have to trespass. And it's going to look like an altercation. But I know what I'm doing. Because if I let you stand there and say that, knowing that it's wrong. I wish I had another hour. I really, I don't know why I even opened this can right here. 
See, you got to understand judicial alignment. But Christians around say, oh, you're not being loving. You're not, you didn't understand the line. This one you don't handle like that. You handle them like that, they're going to run over you. They're in blatant rebellion. So God even has to get them. Those you leave alone. Unless they're trespassing. Excuse me. Unless they're, they're, they're exposing and giving vow influences to the minds of people. Family. Things. And because people don't understand, they kind of go with it because they're looking, at the in, they're looking at the intent. So they bring the intent for agreement. If everybody look at the intent, everybody's on that same intent. But you didn't know the origin. The origin will set the way. The way matters. The intent was the world. But the devil told him, I'll give you the intent if you submit to the origin. The origin will set the way. Y'all, come on, somebody. If you bow to the origin, now you go my way to do it. Origins and intent. So we look at the intent and say, I agree. You didn't check the origin. Who put that in their mind? And how are they articulating the way to get it? See, but you're looking at the intent. Well, everybody went. No, everybody's not going to win this, the, in this origin and this way. It doesn't work like that. Somebody say judicial. Lines. You have to understand the judicial. All right, I got two more. Y'all stand with me? So number one, we got the blatant rebellion. Somebody say blatant rebellion. Okay, you, these things take spiritual sensitivity. Because sometimes you might think somebody is in blatant rebellion. They might not be in blatant rebellion. Blatant rebellion is totally different. This is why. Sometimes people will seem like they're in blatant rebellion, but they just, they just don't like you saying it. That's different. Oh, no, they just don't like it. They don't want to hear from you. Well, no, Pastor, this one in blatant rebellion. The hell? In it. No, you going in. Yeah, you, you, see, let me, let me go ahead and take that trigger finger off. I saw that trigger finger. <laughs> okay. You give me the gun, Pastor. <laughs> I'll sign him up real quick. <laughs> no, no. Blatant rebellion is usually somebody who is not submitted to the word of God. Nor do they confess God. Or they do it. They, they believe it, but they believe everything else too. And or they're, they're trying to get. See, you got to understand. The root of rebellion and the root of the demonic, is, it's also trying to establish ground. So while everybody always thinking everybody just in the same place, having a, it's not like that, saints. You, you got to check the origins. Somebody is creating the, the, the fear that's associated with the principles that's governing it. So blatant rebellion. Somebody say blatant rebellion. Blatant rebellion, you have to, God gives you judicial altercation to deal with them. And it's usually you want to do that in a private area so people don't get confused, even Christians. 
because they're either going to try to protect you or try to fight. You wasn't coming there to fight. You was being shrewd as a serpent and harmless as a... So I know I'm doing it on purpose. They're getting angry, but they're getting personal. Them getting personal is proving they don't have principle behind what they're saying. Come on, somebody. The game of kings is when you got to talk about me, you done got personal. So you don't know your product. You don't know your product. If I get offended because I'm telling you about God, I don't know my product. That's what they're doing to you. Oh, why you got personal? You always trying to do this to us. You, oh, you got personal. Oh, you didn't know your God. Oh, look at you. See, the game is whoever get personal first. It's a submission game. The devil, which is fast. Which is fast. But see, we didn't know, and we get all personal, all hot-headed. And we're thinking, well, they just don't want God. You know, they were hurt so many times. And they pushed so many Christians over the edge that they haven't met a real one in their mind of can stand and know he's God. <laughs> but when they meet one, they say, oh, they meet one that will smile while they talk. Yes. This one is different. He's not moving with my insults. This one is different. They're not trying to prove themselves. This one is different. He's trying to break down origins that I don't want to talk about. Because if he exposed that, it's going to expose that I'm, I, that I'm doing something that I really am doing. You got to know what the devil is doing. I've done this too many times. You got to know this is judicial lines. But Christians can be the greatest enemies of a Christian. Because you interrupt what God is doing in the moment. For what you think is working. And you didn't know there's different lines. At that point, they were breaking down. They were trespassing because they, had, they saw fire. So they're going to scream. They're going to kick. They're going to fight. Because they didn't want the warrant to open, bust the they do open. But they had to. Because somebody is in the balance of what they're doing. And if they don't want to serve God, that's fine. But I'm going to break your door open. I'm going to expose you. Expose all evil. Expose them for what they're doing. Yeah. Tell somebody, expose it, expose it, expose Oh, we're going to have to have more classes because we don't know this type of Christianity. I, I actually, I, I haven't talked about this. I actually hide this type of Christianity from Christians because we don't have the threshold for it yet. Because everything is just goody to shoe. And there's a point for that. But there's judicial lines in accordance to the alignment of origin. All right, let's move on. Number two. Number two. Oh, Jesus. How many have been blessed by this? So number one is called what? Blatant rebellion. 
Jesus. Can, can I give you one more scripture? Write this scripture down. The Bible says, I, I didn't tell you this. The issue with blatant rebellion also is you knock the door open. Watch this. And you make them play God game. I, I, we might have to get the rest next week because I, I got to get this to you. You make them play God game. You say, what is God game? In judicial lines, there's a point when you're doing what God said. If a person attacks you, they thought they were attacking you. But they were actually attacking God. <laughs> and, 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 and so in that, it's not that... See, you love them. You love God. You, want, you pray that they're saved. But God will reprimand them in his way. Now, how does that work? This is why the Bible says, if your enemies hurt you, love them. Pray for them. If they do something evil to you, bring them some lunch. They're getting personal. Love them. He said, he say, love them. This is why. When you do what I tell you to do, now it's no longer you doing what you're about to do. I done stood in the game now. And I'm going to burn hot coals on their head. You got to know your Bible. Oh, it works every time. See, be careful when you, be careful when you put your mouth on. Because I didn't come in my name. See, that's the problem. You thought I broke the door in my name. I didn't break it down in my name. I saw souls. You're giving thou contempt to these souls. So I came in the name of the one. I'll give you the scripture. I ain't have time to read it. How many of y'all getting this? Actually, I didn't put it in here. Are y'all catching what I'm saying? The Bible says, listen, if, 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 if they despise you, love them. And he said, when you do what I tell you to do, I'm going to step in now and burn the hot coals on their head. I'm going to do it now. So that's when you can leave the conversation and let them keep talking. But you got the work done. They're going to scream because you didn't allow them to get away with their agenda. All right. Glory to God. Number two, ignorant operation of rebellion. There's an ignorant operation of rebellion. So the ignorant operation of rebellion, they, th these are people who, who are in rebellion. And I, I, I went ahead here, but they, they're just in, they're not in vow contempt of rebellion. They just, they, they hear differently. They can't hear it from you. They can't hear it from certain people because of their pain. Are you understanding what I'm saying? So it's not that they don't want God. They just, they got to hear it in a certain screwed way. This is why you got to be wise with God and know how to navigate that. Can you say amen? And I'm going to give you the third one real quick. And then there is receptive ignorance. Receptive ignorance is a person who is ready to hear, but they, the things that they do is in ignorance. They're receptive to learning, but the things that they do is, is in what? Ignorance. All right, let, let me get this last point out. Go to John, John 1, 4 through 7. Come on, how many of you are learning? 
John 1, 4 through 7. Thank God for the Spirit. Watch this. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shined in darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. In him was what? And the life is the, the life is the light of men. But the darkness could not comprehend it. Verse 6. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. This man came for a witness. Say that with me. He came for a witness to bear witness of the light. That all through him might believe. <laughs> oh, we're going to close this real quick. One of the greatest misnomenclatures of the kingdom of God in understanding is you cannot present a message that will be receptive if you didn't have a witness. <laughs> oh, I don't have time to break it down. You, you cannot... It's this see many are wondering why people don't listen to me. You didn't realize that the light that you're bringing needed a witness to come before you. <laughs> ah, Jesus. And especially if you have, if you had contact with someone and you change, how many of you are changing? And you're not who you used to be. Yeah. But sometimes you bring your new change in the midst of an old thing. Yeah. And that old thing rejects you yeah. because you didn't know you needed a witness to come before you to present you. You thought Jesus can come and save everybody. No. John was a preparer for... I wish I had time. There was a witness that came before Jesus. So he bear witness. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. You, this is why I be right with everybody. And they're going to run off and say, oh, you don't know Miss Zier. You don't know her. Oh, she got it going on. And now when you show up, they say, oh, I heard. Tell somebody they're bearing witness. They're bearing witness. You, you see, it wasn't that they didn't want God, that you just needed a witness. Yeah. Tell somebody, let the witness speak. Ah. <laughs> there was a man that came to bear witness. Watch this. To bear witness of the light, which means the light will not be receptive without the witness. Through him might believe. Whoa. Are you telling me? That John was sent to prepare the way for them to be receptive of the light. What you don't know is most of the hard ones had to hear the other person before they heard you again. Because the witness showed that you did change. And when they come to prove that change, now they'll receive the message. Oh, they can receive the message because somebody already came to witness what they saw. Yeah. What to agree in my name. Yeah. 
It shall be established. God is establishing things. You have witnesses. Witness, witness. I know some of my, my scholars are, are, are trying to break this thing down. We're we going to get down in, in the dip of it. Tell somebody, let the witness speak. Let the witness speak. Let the witness speak. Let the witness speak. If they're not listening now, don't worry. Hold posture. Somebody's going to witness who you are now. And when they go back to the meeting, they're going to say, have you considered so-and-so? Eh, well, why we need to consider her? I remember. But no, no, no. She changed now. You can listen now. No, something about them has changed. It's shifted. It's different. You need a witness. Family not listening, children not listening, you need a witness. Yeah. Oh, I, oh, I wish I had time. See, see, there are protocols to the proper etiquette of the kingdom. You, you need a witness. Once the witness established the ground, it's prepared for you to show up. Now people were here. I heard you in authority. They have an ear to hear now. Because somebody prepared the way. This is why don't act foolish in front of the people that need to be the witness to prepare your coming. <laughs> you, you said the wrong thing to the people that was going to prepare your coming. And instead of them witnessing of you, you wasn't ready for the prepared coming. So they're going to reject what you was not a witness to. I, I read that. I said, God, you've been preparing this thing the whole time. He came to prepare the way so that they can believe. So if he would have just showed up on the scene, in fact, John had to tell him, this is the one. He had to keep telling him, this is the one I was talking about. And then they said that, so they're listening to the witness more than to Jesus. Because of so much of the news of what he's coming to do and coming to be. They're, oh, you got to understand your witness will prepare your way. Your promotion was not coming because you talked to the boss. It was coming because everybody around you said you was ready. Your promotion, oh, God is trying to get you to understand. Wherever you stand, you influence. And when they see this one, no, this one needs to be up there. The light shines in darkness and nobody can hide it. Stop undermining what God can actually do with you. They rejected you right now. But as soon as you continue to learn and hold posture by the Spirit, somebody's going to check you out. And then they're going to run home and say, you don't know this one. That was the preparation for the light that's about to come in the house. Y'all. He had to prepare your way. 
Because they can't receive the new you without the witness. <laughs> Somebody got to bear witness that you are here. Ah, you, 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 oh, Jesus. If there are times where somebody's not around to bear witness, God will bear witness to them through gift unctions. However, that's an exception. The normative is you how you are around this flock is the reason why that flock is going to flock to them and tell them about who's coming. It's not they're rejecting you. They're rejecting the you that they don't know. But until somebody say, oh, did you, did, do you know that? Oh, she, no, she, ah, no, he different. No, I don't think he's going to go for that. Watch this. That witness opens up the heart to be receptive to receive a new you. It's an introduction to the new you. If you have kids, they know the old mama. They know the old daddy. But somebody's going to witness that mama is different. Somebody's going to witness that daddy is different. And all you needed was a witness for the heart to open again. To say, let me hear this difference that they're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I have so much more. God is trying to get you to understand your maturity. But, but, but see, your judgment, your judgment will determine your witness. Your judgment. Because if you don't have the spirit life of judgment, they can't attest to what is new. About you. So be careful recycling old patterns. Around people you didn't think that mattered. I can't save them anyway. I might as well act like my old self. Ah. Ah. Inconsistent. Ah. Oh, you want to act. Oh, so you're acting new. The witness cannot speak to acts. The witness speaks to being. And when the being is consistent, this is, God, this is you being authenticated. Tell somebody I got to be authenticated. When I'm authenticated, they're going to they gonna push it because they're used to me acting a certain way. Used to me saying this a certain way. Used to me feeling a certain way. But now they push it and say, well, what's wrong with this one? And like Jesus said, don't go tell no one. They're going to run and tell everyone. <laughs> that telling of everyone is the witness that brought the crowd. Ooh, yes. Amen. You didn't know that all you had to do was influence one. Yes. And the one can touch the ten. And the ten can touch the hundred. Yeah. <laughs> Let the witness speak. Stand to your feet if you can.
rise and shine. Let the light shine. God wants the light to shine. Tell somebody, let the witness speak. You can't change what you're never maintaining. God is, why do God want to authenticate you? Because he needs to know when I send you to go save someone, sometime I need to authenticate you to go trespass. I might call you go trespass to get the keys that's going to save. But you're busy playing Christian games. I'm trying to give you principles associated with space and grace. When they witness the you now, you're not going to be undermined. They've undermined you because you didn't have a witness. But this time, tell somebody this time, they're going to know me. Are you the one we've been waiting on? Uh, are you the one that we've been waiting for? Are you the one? Christ is in you now. Are you the one? They were waiting on Christ, but Christ has now established himself in you. Are you the one? God, we're waiting on the one. Are you the one? We're waiting on the one to save the family, to heal the line. To, are you the one? Are you the one? Or you just needed to be authenticated. Or are you the one? I, I, I needed to push you. I needed to try you. I needed to start this thing with you. You are receptive to me. I need you to go through just a little bit. Lift your hands. Open up your mouth for a second. Tell God, I am the one. I am the one. I am the one. Kroda Bashetai. Kroda Rebekuasu. I am the one. I am the one. I'm going to have a great name. They're going to know me because the glory of God. Kroda Bashetai. Are you the one that they've been waiting on? Are you the one? They're talking about you now, but they're going to be rejoicing for you later. They're going to talk now. That's okay. Don't get discouraged. Don't let go. Don't let up. They're about to be talking about you later about a good thing that God has done. Are you the one? Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you. I thank you, God. We thank you for what you're doing. Roda basetaya, grandia sotaya. Hey, we love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We thank you. We thank you. It is tough. It is hard, God. But I'm going to get through this. I'm going to be stronger than this. I'm going to be stronger this time. I'm going to stand to know that you're God. Hey! Rodabashetai. Are you the one? I am the one for my children. I am the one for my marriage. 
I am the one for my household. I'm not dying here and leaving them like this. I'm going to stand to know he's God. Devil, you will not have my children. Devil, you will not have my lineage. You will not have my lineage. You will not have my... Hey, no, 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 no. The devil is a liar. Hey. We give you praise, God. We give you praise, God. Hey, hey, hey. Glory, glory. Hey, God. Come on, just tell them thank you for your children. Thank you for your family. Come on, I want you to pray for those who are unsaved. Pray for those who are hard. You call them hard. Pray for them. Say in the name of Jesus. I will be a testimony in the name of Jesus. I will be a testimony. The blood speaks better things. The blood speaks better things. The blood speaks better things. Better, better, better. Glory to your name, Jesus. Glory to your name, Jesus. Glory to your name, Jesus. Hey, the blood speaks. I will, I will stand in the gap. I will be strong and courageous. I will be that. I will be that. We give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise, God. Turn it down for me really quickly. With every hand lifted, every eye closed. Father, in the name of Jesus. Father, we know we're not without hope. And maybe we've lost hope for ourselves or somebody, for a family member, for a marriage, for a child. We didn't know when the end was going to be. We didn't know when the turnaround was coming. But God is saying this day, if you can align with my word, I'm going to use your voice to be the holding pattern for what they're going to walk on. I'm going to use their life to be the line that they're going to walk on. You are going to be the temple they're going to stand under. You are going to be the shed they're going to have. Come on, you are going to be the umbrella that the rain and the wind that can't touch them. It's you, it's you, it's you. It's you, it's you, it's you. Tell somebody it's me. I'm going to stand to know he's God. You are that temple. You are that word. You are that line. Hope is not lost with God. Keep praying for that child. Keep praying for that parent. Keep praying for that daughter. Keep praying for that son. Keep praying for that marriage. Keep praying. Pray and stand. Pray and stand. Pray and stand. We give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. Father, we thank you. For your mighty hand. 
Father, I thank you for touching every individual in this place. Oh, God, we say yes to your will. Yes to your way. Thank you for authenticating us. Thank you for establishing us. We will know that you are God. Father, we thank you that you're going to send our witness for our coming. We thank you for our witness even now. They're going to be sent before our coming. That they can establish the light to shine. I will walk in the light that it will shine in darkness. Every dark place in our house, in our home, in our being, in our mind. We throw it away now. We command light to shine right now. Somebody say, light shine. Light shine. We receive light in the name of Jesus. Shine. Shine bright. We thank you. We thank you, God. You're amazing. We give you praise. We give you glory. Come on, just give it to him for a second. We give you praise. 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 We love you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. 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 Father, we declare that every chain is broken this morning. Every yoke of bondage is broken this morning. And we thank you for liberty, freedom, justice in every area of our life. We thank you that the blood speaks greater things. It speaks greater things in the name of Jesus. I thank you that you put a sword in my mouth. You put a sword in my mouth. Hey, you put a sword in my mouth. That I will speak life, liberty, license. Thank you, oh God. We give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. Turn it down for me really quickly. I want you to repeat after me. Father God, today I surrender. I give you my all because you love me. I love you. Thank you for showing me the way. For you are the way, the truth, and the life. Today I commit my life in you. Your word is the life that I breathe, that I live. Today, I accept 
my responsibility to expand your glory to the earth. I take my stand and I will stay seated in high places above principalities and powers. Thank you for the authority and the freedom in Jesus' name. Come on and give him a shout in this place. I want you to listen. We thank God that we have worship endurance. For this to take place, you're going to have to learn to have a consistent intimate life with your father when God sent you on an ambassadorship assignment he needs to make sure that you're single-eyed that your focus is single many of you say God what have you been doing with me I'm making you dependent on me I got to change your dependency because if I don't take people out of your dependency, your frustration with what you think is not making you is actually making you. So I need you to understand that I am the life form of your life. As you commit to the process, I'm calling your dependence. Because I call your dependence to establish your outcomes. It takes more income to get more outcome. You've been praying for outcome, but I need you to understand the income. Growth is growth, but much is given, much is real. I need you to understand for what you're praying for, I got to establish greater income. The more income is the more outcome. So I need a greater bank. You're going to break down many doors and save my little ones, save my children. And you're going to speak the gospel to those who are looking. But I need you to be mature. That no man can move you out of me. That you're always abounding. No devil in hell can talk to you and move you out. We will not be compromised. But we will stand in the government. People read government language. No matter how demonic they are. Because if I know you and you know me. You even cast out demons that way. You're not speaking to them. You're speaking to the devil. But the spirit realm knows itself. So we speak spirit to spirit. So I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the spirit. I'm teaching you spirit language. You don't talk much natural. When God sends you on assignment, you talk spirit. 
Because that devil that's trying to infect things, yeah. you, they know that you just, oh, who are you? Yeah. 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 Who, how dare you? Yeah. Yeah. I came to get your keys. Yeah. Yeah. God yeah. said, I'm restoring the years. Yeah. I'm not bringing anything. That's the lie. Yeah. I didn't say restore your stuff. That, that, that's what we think. That's not what he said. Is our store the years, which means what you're going to mature in the years, which means you're going to take some keys in the years. If I restored it, that means I've given them over to you. These are doors you're going to knock down. <laughs> These are doors, you, rooms you're going to take over. These are businesses that's going to be yours. These are going to be space that you're going to take over. You're going to think in new ways. For his kingdom, his glory and righteousness. Father, we thank you for your word today. Continue to do it in us, God. And we'll give you honor, praise, and glory. In Jesus' name. Give God a hand clap if you can. Hallelujah. How many are blessed today? How many would like to go deeper into that? <laughs> Hallelujah.